Hey everyone, thank you for choosing to spend time out of your day to listen to today's podcast. I'm your host, Zachary Aird, and let's get this playing. So to start off, the book that I'm going to be talking about is Zen and the Martial Arts. So if you don't have this book, I definitely recommend it because just like the title, it, it doesn't have to really do, or a lot of it talks about martial arts, but through Zen and martial arts, you can apply this to life, to school to whatever you're doing in life you can apply it just like for me i'm a basketball player so i apply it i applied it to my life and the zen principles that go into it so some of the topics that the author joe himes talks about is emotion how to control your emotion mushin what is mushin patience proper breathing and focus and some of the topics we're going to get into today and then the topics that i'm going to go into is how it can make you a better athlete and how it can make you a better person so, like I was saying, the, sh- the book is very small. Um, there's not a lot of pages. I remember finishing it in like a couple days. It took me mostly a week but because of my busy schedule. But yeah, the book doesn't take that long, and you should finish right away. So, the story stops off about Bruce Lee telling Joe Himes. So, Joe Himes and Bruce Lee used to hang out when they were younger, and especially before Bruce Lee passed away. So, rest in peace, Bruce Lee. But, so the story starts off about Joe Hines wanting to meet Bruce Lee. And so through this, he saw that I need to, I need to, like, you know, if a mentor is going to come to your house or something, you want to impress him with all the good stuff, with all the, you know, if LeBron James, Steph Curry was coming to my house, I'm going to impress them. Look how many shots I can make. Look how far I can shoot. But Bruce Lee thought totally different of this conversation to Joe Himes. So Bruce Lee gets to Joe Himes' house and in the driveway tells him, you know, show me your kick. And then, you know, he shows him his kick. And he's like, show me a hit. And then he shows him a hit. So Bruce Lee is like, nah, 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 nah. And he basically tells him, everything that you have learned or think you have learned, you're going to unlearn. And this is a great story about emptying your cup. So Joe Himes is like, what do you mean? So Bruce Lee tells him a story about, about emptying your cup. And it was a Zen master and a professor. So the professor um, is seeking enlightenment, seeking Zen, Zen principles. You know, everyone hears about meditation, Zen, and who best to go to than a Zen master in Buddhism. So the professor goes out and goes out and reaches for the Zen master. And the Zen master welcomes him him in and tells him, what are you here for? What do you seek? And he's like, I'm seeking enlightenment. I'm seeking Zen, and I want to learn from you. So the Zen master was already thinking in his mind, like, this guy does not know what he wants in life or what he's doing. But, you know, there's a teaching in this. So the Zen master tells him, do you, do you mind? You want to have some tea while we talk? So the professor, I mean, like, who would say no to, a, to tea? So the professor's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take some tea. So the Zen master, if you can imagine, is pouring tea into the cup. And as they're talking, the cup is overflowing in front of him. So through this, you see the professor telling him, hey, hey, whoa, 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 stop. Stop what you're doing. What what are you doing? It's overflowing. The cup is overflowing. And the Zen master looks him in the eye and says, this is what's wrong with you. You are so full of your opinions and speculations that you won't let your cup be empty. And to empty your cup is to bring new beginning and new life. So think about it. Are you willing to go to a new job site or a new team or a new family? Are you getting married into a family? All these things that are new, are you willing to empty your cup and learn new things off of them? You know, there's different things that family has. There's different rules between schools of, of 
coaches, how coaches want you to play, are you willing to empty your cup and teach yourself? This means you can't learn anything if your, comp your, if your cup is full, right? So if you imagine if my cup is full and I try to go learn something, I'm not going to learn anything because my cup, is so, my cup is so full that it's blocking what I can learn. So this is just a parable to the story of that you can't learn anything unless you empty your cup. So like just like for us as athletes, are we comfortable with being uncomfortable for change? Can we have the same eager that we have on the basketball court and have the same eager to, to listen to our coaches, to have empty our cup? You know, everyone before the season starts or, you know, a new season of your job is starting, can you empty your cup and just allow things to happen, allow things to come as they are? So, but the bad thing is that as we get older and we go to new job sites and new athlete, athlete teams, you know, if you go to the professional route for teams, you bring your old past and you bring your old experiences with you. And this is what, I mean, you should do this. You should bring your old teachings. But when you're joining new things and trying to be a better person in life, you should always have your cup empty because you don't know who's going to teach you in your daily life. There can be someone right after this podcast that teaches me something. And if my cup is full, it's just going to go right one through the year and out the other. So can we empty our cup before new things, before before new job sites, like I was saying, athlete, athletic teams, administration, coaches. Can coaches empty your cup to learn off of other coaches? Can you have that humble side and set aside your ego and learn off of other people? So when you empty your cup, you're going to find a new beginning and enlightenment. So that's what the guy was trying to find. But the, the Zen master knew that that wasn't what he was intending for. So what I want you to do is after today's podcast, in a week, whenever you do it, just empty your cup. Be be willing to learn new things and be willing to empty your cup and take in what is happening. Did a coach yell at you? Take that in. Your cup is empty. Did the coach yell at you for a bad reason? You know, then you could take that. So when you're a coach or when you're a person or a boss, you're not going to do what you what you did because you had emptied your cup. And now, you know, those feelings of what's happening. So the next part that I wanted to talk about in the book was don't waste your time. And this is a talk about Bruce Lee with the, I'm pretty sure it was a photographer or a director um, of them talking and Joe Heim. So all three of them are talking. And so Bruce Lee is basically talking. And as they're, as they're all talking, the friend or the director is basically saying like, you know, I'm wasting my life. You know, you get to that point in life where you're like, I feel like I'm wasting my life or I'm endlessly scrolling on TikTok or I'm endlessly watching YouTube's on, I mean, videos on YouTube. So that happens everywhere. And to spend time, we are wasting it somewhere else. So when you spend your time, it's going somewhere else. That time is what you're never going to get back. And we spend it through everything. We spend it through reading my book, Zen in the Martial Arts, doing this podcast, editing the podcast. But you have two options. Are you spending your time or are you wasting your time? For me, I feel like I'm spending my time doing this podcast to teach athletes and teach people that there's a better beginning and you can have a new beginning through your metamorphosis of your life. So like I was saying, you could either spend it or waste it. If I'm endlessly scrolling on TikTok after I post my video and I don't remember my video anymore, that's I'm endlessly, thoughtlessly and not carelessly just not caring about what's going in my mind. I'm getting a high stimulation of all these things. And we live in a world where... You know, I this morning I could have woke up and watched about 20 TikToks and 
I can't remember two of them. If you were to tell me when's the, what was the last TikTok you watched, I wouldn't be able to remember. And I don't know if you could remember, but I'm pretty sure that you probably would. So by wasting time, you are spending it thoughtlessly and carelessly. And we all decide to spend or waste time. Anyone who is stealing your time, such as, you know, someone doesn't need help, but they just need you. Are they spending your time or are you wasting your time? Because if they are stealing your time, then they are stealing your life. So think about it. When we have time, that's the only thing we got as a human being. We have all these emotions. We have all these fantasies, all these discoveries, all these destinations that we want to go. But the only limited thing we have is time. If you think about it, what what's the date that we usually die at? And that's around 70, 80, 90. If we're lucky enough, we'll make it to 100. And with the route that we're going as a, as a society, it's getting lower and lower. So just imagine the time that you're wasting. Like for me, playing basketball, that's something I love. That's something I get to do with my teammates. I get to see new teammates. I get to be with new coaches. That's something I'm spending. But if you're wasting time, if I looked at it from a different perspective and was like, man, I'm not getting no playing time. I don't see this as well. Or, you know, coach doesn't like me. Those type of comments into your head are wasting your time and you're just not going to see it. And then, like I was saying, you're not going to be in the present moment of what you are feeling. And it's just going to distort you from many other feelings. So when we think about time, it's the only thing that we have left. And it's up to you to decide if we are spending it or wasting it. And most of us are wasting our time. And I just want to help you and keep you aware to go spend your time. Go hang out with a family member that you've been hanging out with. Go call someone that you've been wanting to call. If you have guilt for someone or if you have grief for someone, go figure that out. Go out there and talk to people. We are, like I was saying in one of the episodes, we are. it's our human nature to, to be with other people. It's why this podcast is so hard because I have no one else to talk to. We want to talk to other people. We want to learn their stories. We want to learn their metamorphosis. So decide wisely what your time is and your time will come. <laughs> so the third topic I wanted to talk about was mushing. And mushing is seen as basically like flow. So you remember how I was talking about in other episodes about flow and not remembering what you're doing. You get lost of time. You're sync with your body. So mushing is the art of flow. And I think this is pretty cool because different sports, excuse me, different sports, have different ways of saying their flow. So as a basketball player, it's like you're in the zone. You know, as a football player... Oh, man, excuse me. As a football player, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it's in the zone. Are you in the zone for sports? For karate, it's mushing. And then for people who are outside of sports, it's usually flow. Can you flow into those things? And flow and mushing is basically when the actor is separate from the acts. So for me, seeing Steph Curry go off, he's in an act of flow. But he doesn't notice that he's in flow because he does it all the time. He's playing at this heightened stage where the hormones are just right in his brain to just activate this flow. And you've probably had it. You've probably had it during video games where, you know, you're in a search and destroy match and you just uh, go 6-0 and and you ace the whole team. And then, you know, the whole, the whole uh, chat is going crazy. But you don't understand why you did that or how that happened you're just letting your your body be free you're letting your mind be free and video games is one of the easiest ways to actually get into flow but for me for basketball video games those are the easiest ways for me so you know a basketball game if i hit one three in a row then i hit a second three i'm in my flow but the second i start to think about man that shot was perfect or 
that was good. Then your your subconscious is slowly going to get you out of your flow. And you see this through, remember LeBron's game when he's just hunched over on his knees and he's just staring at the camera. Those are types of flow when you're at a destination and you're letting your body do your own work. And it comes back to that quote about Navy SEALs, how they don't train. They train to when it gets to a level of stress during war or during a very hard scene in their battle that they just go back to their training. And their training is so heightened. And that's why you see Navy SEALs with the craziest regiment. Because when time does get stressful and when times get, do get tough, it's why it could be easy. So that's why people say, you know, if you're going to go um, practice basketball, go practice game speed. But what people think is game speed is 100% all the time. No, it's what you're going to do in a game. How are you going to come off the ball screen? How are you going to come off the ball screen, throw back, and then throw in? Those are the type of different things that people don't understand that your body just endlessly does. It's like practice. You know what's going to happen in practice. You know how your shot feels if it's off, left, right, short, middle, long. You know what happens because you've done it so many times. So just like flow, if you've been into flow so many times, you start to not even realize that you're in it. And this is why some of the great athletes, some of the great managers, some of the great CEOs can just stay in flow because they know how to distort themselves from what's happening right now to not even thinking about the past or the future so if you try showing your skill if you try showing your skill off to an opponent you know like you're trying to break them down on a court or you're talking over someone in a meeting these are when your thoughts are going to interfere and your self-conscious is going to interfere with the mistakes you come that or that will come so like i was just saying if i'm shooting a basketball and in my mind i'm like oh that's off or that's a miss you know, like those negative thoughts are going to distort my flow and it's going to be really hard to get into flow. It's like if you start a game off 0-3, it's very hard to come back and have a great shooting percentage after that game is over because now you're negative thoughts. So it's, it's just like you should never stop shooting. That's why they tell shooters, don't stop shooting because you never know that one, if you see one go in, many more will follow. So you must have this feeling, you must have no feeling of what you're doing and that you have to have your mind flow freely. Let your mind do what it's supposed to do. Let your mind do what you're doing. It's why being in the flow and being in this in the zone aspect of sports and life is so great because your body is doing what it's supposed to do. It wants to do what your body was, t was taught to do. So there's a famous Zen line in the martial arts uh, reading, and it was, when you seek it, you cannot find it. And this goes back to that, remember the Last Dance documentary where they're in the locker room and they're talking about Kobe and Jordan and I think it was Penny Hardaway and they're saying, man, that boy does not let the game come to him. He goes after the game. And that's a crazy quote because that's right, Kobe goes after the game. He just has that mentality and it's like one of the rarest mentalities that someone can have. And he's just going after the game. He's just going after shots. If he's not making shots, he's going to keep shooting. But then there's other players like Curry, like LeBron, where the game will come to them. They're not going to attack the game. And this is usually what we want to do. We don't want to really act like Kobe, which Kobe was a great player, don't get me wrong. But we don't really want to do that, especially if we don't know what flow is. Maybe Kobe tapped into a type of flow that we don't know about because, like I said in past, past episodes, he was very into meditation because of what his coach Phil Jackson taught him. So when you seek it, you cannot find it, meaning that if I try to go after the game, if I try to go after these shots, you are not going to find it. It's just like the famous quote of, 
you're not going to find love. Love is going to find you. Or when you're busy is when you're busy and not worried about getting a girlfriend or boyfriend, that's when the boyfriend or girlfriend finds you and then, you know, you magically fall in love. That is when you find when you seek it, you cannot find it. And that like I was saying, that went into sports, boyfriend and girlfriend. Those aspects can go into way more different things. So the last topic I'm going to talk about is control of emotion. So this is crazy because I want to talk about two emotions, and one is anger and one is fear. So the first one, we're going to get into anger. And for me, as an athlete, I see way too many athletes get mad at themselves for things they do in a game, for things that are not even, they're, they're not even control of. You know, ref calls a bad play. I'm going to get mad. Like, you shouldn't be mad at those type of things. You shouldn't just let the game come to you. You can't be mad. And, you know, you just can't be mad at the world or at the game that is happening. Remember what I said. Basketball is literally just a game of a ball going into a hoop. And you're getting mad at it. And now that goes back to what I was saying. Are you wasting time or are you spending time? When you're angry, how many how many times did the angriness cause for you to your team to just back down? You know, basketball takes five players if one person gets mad. And then my last episode says those infect everybody. Anger infects everybody. If one person's mad, everyone's going to be mad. So now you only have three players. And basketball is just like a car. You need a wheel and four wheels to go. And that's a basketball. That's a basketball team. Four wheels and one big wheel. Who's going to gear that team? How can you gear? How can a wheel drive with only two tires? You see what I'm trying to get here? So anger is not perfect. And anger, you shouldn't cope with it. I remember I'm watching uh, as a kid the Moose documentary by Kobe Bryant, and he said that he interchanneled his anger. So as a kid, I was like, you know what? That's how I'm gonna beat my dad. That's how I'm gonna beat my brother in 21 at the park. Like that's all I was thinking about. But what I didn't know was the backstory of why Kobe entered it. So he's channeling his anger. He's not being angry at the world. He's not being, you know, I'm gonna kill that guy on the court. Like he's not doing that. He's channeling that anger to use it for good. That's what Kobe, that's the thing that I didn't understand as a child of me trying to go to the AAU tournaments or playing against people at the park and playing angry. Anger doesn't get you anywhere. So I'm going to ask you a question. How do you expect to control someone else, whether that be people, teammates, coaches? How do you expect to control them if you cannot control yourself? If you can't control yourself, that's part of anger, sadness, but these emotions are, are totally fine. But it's when, how long are you going to be in this, in this level of angerness and madness and sadness? These, anger, these issues and emotions can last a very long time. It can last the whole practice. It can last the whole game. And that can cost you the game. And that can cost you a practice that's leading up to the game. So, like I was saying, how do you expect to control someone else if you cannot control yourself? And that is a very great question. Because think about it. When you get angry... Just come back to the breath. Come back to what is happening. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to lash out at the ref. It's okay to lash out at your coach. It's our human nature to argue. Those are okay. But it's it's up to you to decide, is it okay? Am I going to keep it last? Can I tell my coach after the game, I'm sorry for what I did, and I won't happen again? Or lashing out at a boss, I'm sorry for what I did. I was angry. Can you have the awareness to come back to the breath and just say, that that emotion wasn't you, and what happened there wasn't you. Now that's in the past, just like the episode I was talking about. That was in the past. You are you 
right now. I am me right now. And when I'm done with this podcast, that's me now. I'm that now I'm an editor or right now I'm podcasting this video. So yeah, how do you expect to control someone if you cannot control yourself? And that's a great question. So like I was saying, the next time you're mad, the next time you're sad, just come back to the breath. It's okay. Those emotions are perfect. They're perfectly fine. You should feel those. It's what God intended us to feel. It's why when we ate the sin, why we've, you know, we crashed down as a society. Be in those emotions. Feel those emotions. Why are you feeling those emotions? But don't judge them. Don't be, why am I always mad? I'm mad because I'm a mad person. Like, no, those aren't your feelings. You're supposed to be happy. You're supposed to be proud of yourself. Be proud of yourself. So, but when you lose your temper, you lose it. When you lose your temper, you lose yourself. And that could be on the mat, on the yoga mat, on a karate mat, on the court, on the softball field, on the football fields, anything you want. But when you lose yourself in those type of situations, you are losing yourself in life as well. So how do you expect to take that anger and just channel it when you go into the workforce now? That's not, it's not going to change. Those emotions are not going to change. It's going to change you for the for worse and not better so for me i just come back to the breath i know i'm not going to lose myself because i have the awareness of being why why am i feeling this way that's not who i am that's not who zachary is to be mad i'm mad at something that someone didn't do for me no i shouldn't be mad so like i was saying when you lose your temperature when you lose your temp you lose yourself and you lose yourself in all those things and you're going to lose yourself in life so the second emotion I'm going to talk about is fear. And fear is one of the greatest things. You know, it's like the Batman. Everyone's fear of the Batman. So most of the time we generate our own fears. So if I'm doing this podcast, I'm thinking some of my fears might be, oh my God, the camera is not recording the same time as the microphone. Is the microphone working? Hello? Hello? That's what's going to, that's my fear. And my fear of being in front of a camera and my fear of being, playing in front of a crowd of 1,000 people. Those are fears, but what's generating is fears beyond the fears. Oh, what's that person thinking of me in the stands? Does that person think I can shoot? Does that person think I suck? Then now you're generating your own fears, when in reality, people aren't even thinking about that. So it's just like when you go into an interview and you're thinking the worst of the worst. You know, you're in the room waiting for the interview and you're just thinking the worst of the worst. Oh my God, this guy's not going to hire me. I'm not even worthy all these fears and when the interview's done you're like that wasn't even as hard because those fears put you into a type of that you were okay with those emotions excuse me so what i'm trying to get at is i had a coach last year or he's still on our coaching staff and his name was coach brett and he taught us the power of being okay with your death and this comes from samurais back then when they used to fight and before they went into battle or into war you know with their samurai swords they used to picture their death. They used to picture their death, their funeral site, how their kids would feel, how their wife would feel if they lost them. And those are all perfectly fine. And you should you should picture this. So when you picture your fears and you picture your death, when that time does come, you're not going to be as scared of it. So this goes back to, uh, I think it was practice yesterday, and I was asking one of my teammates on the sideline, I said, what would happen if in sports or in life there was no injuries there was no injuries whatsoever and we always hear those careers that could have happened or could have this could have that the could have would never be there if there was no injuries people will play to their top notch performance they wouldn't be scared of anything they would be jumping out the roof not being scared to land certain ways like those are all type of fears that are being instilled in you 
But that goes to what I was saying with the story. If you're imagining your fears, if you're imagining your fears and you're thinking before the game, the worst of the worst, when the game comes, you're not going to be as scared. And it's a great practice that you should practice, whether you're going into an interview, whether you're in a management uh, place and you don't like giving talks and that's what you do, or being a team or being a person on a team in athletics. Think about the fears that are going on. Think about all the things that you're scared of, all the fears that's being instilled into you. And when you think of all this, when the time does come and when the game starts and when the presentation starts, you're not going to be as scared because you thought the worst of the worst. So that usually what happens is that whatever you think the worst of the worst is, I'm going to break my leg on stage. That's not going to happen. But if I keep having that fear, my my body is going to go into relax mode because I know that's not what's going to happen and that I'm being afraid of just nothing. That fear is just a in your mind of saying you're not self-worthy and you're not worthy of what's happening in the real world. So I actually have a funny story that happened about a week ago and this was a fear. And so me and a couple of my teammates um, after a game, it was on a Thursday or something. And you know, after the game, we're hungry. Uh, we get our We get our pizza that we usually get after some of the games in the hotels. And then some of us were like, man, we're still hungry. So what did we decide to do? We decided to go to a 7-Eleven. And this was in Cali, in the dark, you know. And we're just walking down the street. And we're just saying jokes, all these jokes. Finally get to the 7-Eleven. And I remember saying a joke of, man, what if something happened today? Or, you know, bad timing, bad place, bad place, bad timing. And so I'm checking, you know, I'm trying to get my nerd clusters that I usually always get in my IC. So while doing this, I overhear one of my teammates telling me that a fight is about to go through the cashier and some and some person that's trying to buy food. And I turn around and it's this dude and he's saying like, you don't want to do this essay. And when someone says vato or essay, that's going to be fighting words. And you know you're in a bad place. And when I tell you that my heart hit the bottom of my stomach, it started creating fears. And one of the fears that happened was that you know, when the cashier and the snacks are in the aisles, I was behind one of the aisles hiding. I was hiding. And these fears, you get a lump in your throat. You can't swallow all these fears. Can I run out of here? Can I do what the most, what my body is intended to do? Can I not do that? I had the fear of, man, am I going to die today? Like, it was very hard to picture my death, but it would have been a sad death if that's what was going to happen. So the story goes on and, you know, they start to fight the cashier and the the person who's buying food and he knocks off all the stuff. And when he knocks off all the stuff off the counter table of the cashier, my heart sank because I saw no end. And if you've ever had that feeling of, you know, that you're not going to make it out of here or, you know, that this fear that's happening is not going to. Like you have no, I can't even imagine what was happening the next day. Like I knew that that was my day that I was going to go. But there's a another calling that I was in a, that I was protected. So I remember looking at my teammate and I was like, bro, we're going to book it. We got to run. We got to get out of here. And so this just comes up with fear and fear is a scary thing. And those type of situations is when I froze. It's your fight or flight response. And that fear, I couldn't get over it. And that's something 
that I don't want to work on because am I going to be in that situation again? Probably not because I am probably traumatized of 7-Elevens now and I probably won't go to another 7-Eleven, especially after 10 or 11. So it was a pretty scary moment and the fears, it was just, it was great because I was writing this format for my outline for this podcast and the fear I remember thinking in my head like man I'm supposed to show my audience that I'm not fearful like how am I going to tell my audience that I'm scared so what I'm trying to tell you is these emotions are perfectly fine that you're going to be afraid there's going to be times where you're afraid but can you get past that can you picture your death so that when it did happen if it did happen at 7-eleven I'd be okay with it and so that's just what I was talking about with flow. Can I let my body do what it's supposed to do and run out that door and book it or throw a Reese's Pieces at the back of his head? Like all those are coming into play of fear. And that was a scary moment. So now when you come to when you are able to go through a dreadful task, it's not going to be as hard or it's not going to be as scary. And, you know, Bruce Lee says, be like water, be like water of letting the current take you. If you're playing basketball, let the game take you. If you're in a management uh, kind of job, let it take you. Let it. Let your body do what it's supposed to intend to do. Be like water, he said. Be like water, my friend. And he tells Joe Himes that, and Joe Himes loved it because water is consistent. Water is always consistent. And remember, a water is it doesn't care what's in its way, rocks or anything. It's going to go through it. So, yeah, that was the topics of emptying your cup. Don't waste your time. And what is motion and control emotion? So empty your cup, I said, just like the Bruce Lee. Don't waste your time was, remember, people are giving your life your time. And when people are taking your time, they're actually taking a part of your life. And motion being flow or, you know, type of in the zone before karate. And controlling your emotion, whether that be angry or fear. So within the next week, I want to start interviewing people. And we'll have the camera set to the side. And I'm finally getting the equipment to interview certain people. And this will be like friends and family. But the whole reason why I want to start interviewing people is because, just like I was saying in this episode, that it's it's good to talk to people and learn what you can learn. Either you want to do the same things they did or not make the same mistakes as, as they did. So this is perfect because I just want to learn people's metamorphosis, whether it was a a family friend who went through a metamorphosis and just like if you went to church it's like giving someone your testimony i want to hear different people's testimony and i want to ask people questions just like an interview i want to get to know the person there's things that i don't know about my parents or siblings or my family that i want to know more about or my teammates i want to learn more about where they came from why they act a certain way how are they so funny was their dad funny like those are the type of comments and discussions that i want to have and through my metamorphosis, I want to see how their metamorphosis of being a child and growing into adulthood and what they can teach me because there's some people that can teach me. And just like this book said that if you're worthy to tell your story and I'm willing to listen and empty my cup to have people on here and I interview them, I'm being a better person. And that's just the way Zen you that's the way the Zen wants you to be just to be you be you and be who you can be and the best to you be. And the best that I think I could be is learning off of people. I love hearing people's stories, and I love learning more about someone. So, yeah, thank you for listening. And if you made it this far, thank you so much. And as you guys can see, I'm starting to record these podcasts, so I'm going to start posting it on YouTube. And if you want to watch it on YouTube, it's Zachary or Metamorphosis with Zachary.
So I hope you enjoyed how I implied the Zen mindset into athletics and life. And just like I was saying, Zen is part of Buddhism, yes, but you can learn some principles just like you can learn from different religions. And if you're not a Christian, you can learn some aspects of Christianity. There's always things that you can learn and always things that you can prosper from. So like I was saying, I hope you like that I had the Zen mindset and applied it to sports and in life. So follow this podcast uh, on my Instagram at metamor- or Zachary's underscore metamorphosis and on instagram the e and the two or o's is a three and two zeros on instagram and then like i was saying on youtube it's just metamorphosis of zachary where i'll be posting the video and this audio and i'm pretty sure the audio is only going to be on spotify so thank you for listening and to remember to always come back to your breath